I'm just going to read a passage of Scripture now, Haggai chapter 1, verse 1. I'm going to read the whole thing. It says, In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Not the Joshua we looked at this, you know, over the last year, you know, the guy, the warrior from the book of Joshua. This is now generations later. And the people were saying, the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. We covered this last week. It's not the right thing to say to God, not now. <laughs> there is a now in God, amen. Then the uh, word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your nice paneled houses and this temple to lie in uh, ruins now therefore thus says the Lord of hosts consider your ways how do you do life as a result of how you do life you so much you bring in little you eat but you don't have enough you drink you're not filled with drink you clothe yourself you're not warm you earn your money but you put your money into a bag with holes in it thus says the Lord of hosts consider your ways go up to the mountains. Look at someone say, go up to the mountains. Look at someone say, move up, move on, move up, go up to the mountains. <laughs> go up to the mountains, bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but indeed it came to little. When you brought it home, it blew away. Why? I blew it away. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because my house is in ruins while every one of you runs to his own house, doing his own thing, building his own business, doing his own life, making his own savings, doing his own life, feathering his own nest, when the church should be the focus of attention. Wow, that was a tough one, wasn't it? <whistles> Therefore, the heavens above you withhold its dew, the earth withhold its fruit. I called for drought on the land and the mountains and the grain, the new wine and the oil and whatever the ground brings forth on men and livestock, the labour of all the labour of your hands. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet as the Lord their God had sent him. And the, and the people feared the presence of the Lord. Wow. Then Haggai the prophet it says, the Lord's messenger spoke the Lord's word to the people saying, I am with you, says the Lord. <laughs> We're not asking God to be with us in 2018. We're not pleading, oh God, will you be with me this year? We're walking confidently into a new year, step by step by step. We are walking with God. God is in us. God is around us. God is upon us. The Holy Spirit is all over us. Walking with God. <laughs> and the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. What a journey to be on. To walk with God in the land of the living. I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah. He stirred up the spirit of Joshua, the high priest, and he stirred up the spirit of all the people. You know what? Sometimes in a church, you get a very stirred up leadership. 
and a very relaxed congregation or you get a, a very stirred up core group of people that do 80% of everything and everybody else is sort of, well, I'll just take whatever is given to me, sort of, you know, God on a plate sort of stuff. Well, I love this. It says he stirred up, he stirred up the leaders, he stirred up the priests, he stirred everybody up. Everybody stirred up. That's my dream church. Actually, I've got my dream church. Stirred up church, where people are stirred up to love people, stirred up to worship God, stirred up to see a generation come to Christ, stirred up to make a difference in our world, stirred up to demonstrate the goodness and the glory of God. Stirred up life with passion and energy. I love what we sang earlier. Um, I will run into the river. Jesus, take me deeper. Uh, uh, I don't care what it looks like. I'm diving in. <laughs> I'm diving in. I watched. Don't tell me anything else, Becky Lewis, about that film or you're sacked. <laughs> Oh man, I saw la 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 la. I don't want any spoilers. I've been looking forward to seeing that film for weeks, haven't I? We've talked about it so many times. Oh man. <laughs> well, I watched a bit of a film. I spent the day in my shed yesterday. Oh, God was in my shed. It was wonderful. I made things on my lathe and I mended things and stuff you can't buy. I produced and my carburetor, my 97-year-old carburetor of my 1922 motorcycle, which is like hen's teeth, and I repaired it. Wow. It was awesome. It's just so good. These are all women apart from you, Dave. <laughs> woman, woman, man, woman, woman, woman. <laughs> Tell you, the blokes were here on Monday night. Come on. <laughs> Wake up the mighty men. I was down in my shed and I made this stuff and it was just like, I felt like a real man. Felt like this is what I'm created to do, to lead a church and work a lathe. It was awesome. Right at the end of the day, I was cleaning up. I was cleaning up. And I brushed all this metal filings off and didn't realise there was a sharp piece of metal. And chung, and blood poured down my hand. It was a sign, it was a sign. Raised my hand. Blood has been shed. And I came in and I scrubbed it. Oh, it hurt, but I felt good. I did, I got one of those scratchy things to you screen your pants. I thought there's metal and oil in there because I'm a man. And I put it under the tap and I turned the tap on hot because I thought I can handle it. And I scrubbed it all out. And then I came and sat down and said, Sharon. I started the worship time today saying, Sharon, I can't clap. And guys, it's true, isn't it? I said, I, look, I stood here and I went, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I looked at Sharon and I said, Sharon, I can't clap. 
And I thought, nothing's going to stop me. I high-fived as many people as I could this morning. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> anyway, I came back in from all of that real man stuff. And I sat down and I watched a bit of a film. It was the Rogue Nation. Who's seen them? Um, Mission Impossible, whatever it is. Is it not Rogue Nation? Rogue Nation. It is Rogue Nation, isn't it? Who's seen Tom Cruise in Rogue Nation? It is. You guys need to get a life if you've not seen it. You've seen it. Awesome, Benson. And there's this bit that Tom Cruise has to jump in. See, you thought I was off on one, didn't you? And I thought, I identify with you, Tom. We got something. And there was this big sort of thing that he had to jump in and it was like hundreds of metres down and it was all this water flooding in to this thing. And he, to, and he said, well, if I don't come out alive, tell my family I love them. I don't know what he said. But. And he put on these goggles and he jumped in. That's what I feel like we're at as a church. Jumping in. Jumping in. Oh, I put my little toe in. No, jumping in. Jumping in. Getting completely overwhelmed with the river of God. But for that to happen, I didn't finish my passage. Stirred them up. says he stirred up the leadership, he stirred up all the people and they all came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts. For us, that's the church. That's the kingdom of God. That's seeing people come to Christ. Happened on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of King Darius. In the seventh month, on the 24th day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, speak to Joshua, speak to all the people saying, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? Who can remember what it's supposed to be like? Now, I don't believe for us that's thinking back to 1999 or 2004. It's... It's going into the mind of God, saying, how do you see your world? What did you die for? Lord Jesus, did you die so 2.8% of the United Kingdom can be involved in church on a Sunday morning? I don't believe that's why he died. I don't believe that the plan of God is 2.8% of people in the United Kingdom in church on a Sunday. I believe he's got greater than that. Died for the sins of the world. Who can remember what it's supposed to be like in its former glory? Now how do you see it in comparison with that? Is this not in your eyes as nothing but be strong? Don't be depressed, be strong. Don't go, oh, this is no good. It's awesome, be strong. Be strong, Zerubbabel, be... Be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Joshua. Be strong, all the people who work, for I am with you according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit, my anointing, my presence, my glory remains among you. You've got nothing to fear. 
What a great way to go into 2018. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it's a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and they shall come to the desire of all nations. See, I'm carrying this at the moment in my heart, this word I believe for the church. The desire of every nation is Jesus Christ. He is the one people desire, but they don't know it. So therefore they go after this desire and that desire and this thing and that thing, trying to satisfy this hole on the inside of their life. There's only one way for that hole to be filled and for that ache on the inside to be satisfied. There is only one way and that is to come to an intimate relationship, father-son relationship with the desire of every nation. I'm gonna shake everything, God says here. They will come to the desire of all nations and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. At the same time, while people are coming to the desire of every nation, while the world is, is uh, shaking and people are going, we can't understand this, what's going on? The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. And the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give shalom. I will give wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. I will give abundance. I will give healing. I will give salvation. I will give redemption. I will give the fullness of my kingdom and my presence and my glory. What an incredible promise from God. It's what we're going for. <laughs> so what we got. Anybody else want to go for that? I want to go for that. I want to go for that with all my heart, my soul, and my strength. <laughs> it is time for God's greater glory to invade and impact our reality. God said, if you're going to build something incredible, there's only one place to go up the mountain. Only one place to go, up the mountain. Well, that's my introduction. So I'm not going to preach what I was going to preach today. I have preached what I was going to preach today, but that's the introduction bit. So we'll carry on next week. But there's only one place to go. There's only one place to go if we want to see the gold and silver. There's only one place to go if we want the shalom of God. There's only one place to go if in the midst of everything shaking, we're unshakable. There's only one place to go for God to show Himself strong on our behalf. There's only one place to go. There, there, there is only one place to go. And that is up the mountain. To go up the mountain. Only one place to go. You don't go down the valley. Valley's an awesome place. I've learned over years, God never plans a valley for us, but when we walk through them, we turn them into a spring. We cause the flowers to grow. 
we find other people camped in the valley and we love on them and we heal them and we use our testimony and our experiences to encourage them to pick them up and walk through with us. God's got a mountain top for you. He's got a mountain top. For us today, we've had the bread and the wine. That settles it. That settles it. What does it settle? I'm going up the mountain. I'm going, oh, but Pastor Joe, I thought I was on top of the mountain. You know what it's like when you climb mountains. You go over a little hump and then you see the next peak. Look further, there's another peak. There's another peak. There's another high place in God. There's another level. There's a new experience. Oh, we're not just after experience. And oh, oh God, I want to feel something else. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's this, it's this place where we, we have a greater relationship, greater intimacy, a greater anointing. Greater love, greater joy, greater wisdom. That's what we get up the mountain. There's only one place to go and that's up the mountain. It's my prayer today. Here we are at the start of this year. Wow, what a year. What a year. Let it be a mountaintop year. So much stuff happened on the mountain find out next week but the mountain top is an awesome awesome place to be don't settle for the plateau certainly don't ever put up with a valley and think this is my lot in life thank God for the valleys he leads us through the valleys but you know what I believe it's time to get out the valleys to get out of the valley to get out from off on the plateau and to put some walking boots on.